I was actually shopping for something else, and I I, I ended up, that's that's true. <laughs> I ended up on a Measurecraft website for to look for something else, and I saw the Aura. This is the wheel I bought, and I fell in love with the wheel. Like no no reason why I like the look. I fell in love with it, so I started looking at it and say, okay, is it really the right wheel for me? Um, feels a bit uh, strange to say, but I didn't even understand what the ratio was. In a world of store-bought items and a world that seems to never slow down, we make with our hands and tools. Here at Woolen Spinning Radio, we take a moment to breathe, to chat, to reflect. As the world continues in a whirlwind around us, we sit quietly at our spinning wheels with our knitting needles or on our looms. The gentle motion of twisting a spindle, watching it dropping slowly to the ground, or the click-clack of needles tapping against each other as we turn a heel, brings solace and comfort. We make with our hands because we love the process and value our handmade items. While they are never perfect, our yarns might be gently thick and thin or just plain over-twisted. In this place, we discuss what it means to be a maker, to use our hands. Join us as I chat with others in our community about these ideas, challenges, and rewards. Thank you for your time spent here in this place. You are always welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on Will and Screen Radio this month. We are going into the fall of 2020, and I wanted to continue to bring on people from the community to put some faces and some names and some personalities to our screen names. So this month, I'm really excited to welcome Laura Line. She's located just outside of Montreal, Quebec, Canada, in a place called Laval. Thank you so much to Loreline for taking the time out of her day to speak with me. And if you would like to come on to Woolen Spinning Radio as a community participant and tell your story, please just reach out rachel at welfarepearls.com or on the Slack channel. Just message me at welfarepearls underscore admin. Let's get on with our conversation. Thank you again to Loreline. Enjoy. I would love to hear kind of your story, Loreline. Like, yeah. you know, where you're located and mm-hmm. what brought you into knitting, what brought you into spinning. And you've had this big um, uh, sort of um, experience where you've started spinning a ton and your learning has just gone gone way yes. up. I would love to hear so. some origin story, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for knitting, I've been like, like a lot of people, like my grandmother was knitting. Actually, my gran- my grandmother had a, a yarn store when she was younger. I, I didn't know her. Uh, it was before I was born, but I find it interesting. I knew I, she was always knitting. Um, and I think my mom showed me when I was a kid, but I didn't really pick that up until, and it's not the, not even until I got pregnant of my daughter. It's it's after that because I think it's when I found interesting yarn that oh, yeah. really it because I used to spin with uh, either like you know that was Berger de France that was come on, common here and easy to get to. But the day I walked in a real yarn store for me was like. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and uh, I have uh, Espace Tricots near me in Montreal. So they're a great star and they have a lot of um, samples. So I remember walking in and saying like, really, that's knitting? Like, it really opened my eyes to what you can knit. To me, it was only like I've seen like garter stitch and uh, scarves, but really like the intricate shawls and really color work and all that I didn't even know that existed before so and I would so remember the the lady at the cash that she said what you don't know rivalry like you need to go on there and then 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 I was started like the bit the big rabbit hole of seeing like all the patterns that I could do all the different yarns but the projects but really what I think got me hooked is the, the the natural yarns, the beautiful yarns compared to just acrylics and 
more common, uh, the stuff that you get in the big box stores. So, uh, because I'm really interested with the, 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 not the fabrics, but the fibers. So that's what makes sense now to be spinning too. I think that's why I really love spinning so much because it makes sense when you think that what brought me to knitting was the actual fiber. When you spin, you discover even more about that fiber and all the differences and all that. Uh, so that was um, probably 2009-ish. I think so, around that, a bit before 2010, when I started really knitting a lot. Uh, and maybe two, three years later, I started spinning a bit, but, and I don't remember what got me interested in spinning at that point, but I got a few spindles, uh, some fiber, and I started spinning, but as much as I liked making yarn, it's like I didn't know what to do with it after, after I've... <laughs> filled the spindle I was like okay what do I do with that and so it didn't really stick and for a while I was even considering selling that up but it it lived in a box somewhere in my craft room for eight nine years uh I didn't touch it this is your I got yeah my spindles and my fibers that I bought at that time so and last year I think I bought a new spinner I bought the device. So I have the device from uh, Questionable Origins. I really like it, but again, I spun a little bit with it. I made maybe a skein or two and then, but it was not the type of yarn that I would be using for knitting. Uh, it was pretty, but I don't know. It didn't really stick either. I took a class last year uh, at the yarn festival as, and I really, really liked the class. That's when first I understood how to spin a balance yarn. It was really like, I remember uh, the, the moment when you first take your yarn and it's balanced and it's nice. Yeah. But I think for me, and that's really when I got my wheel that I really start to like spinning. To enjoy spinning and actually I went back to my spindles now and I really love to spin with with them but for me I needed to spin on a wheel to understand how it works because even when I went on vacation this summer so yeah so the story of the wheel I I didn't plan on getting one I was actually uh I was actually shopping for something else and I I <laughs> I ended that's that's true. <laughs> I ended up on uh Measurecraft website for to look for something else and I saw the aura. This is the wheel I bought. And I fell in love with the wheel. Like no no reason why I liked the look. I fell in love with it. So I started looking at it and say, okay, is it really the right wheel for me? And it feels a bit uh, strange to say, but I didn't even understand what the ratio was. <laughs> because I was spinning on a spindle and spinning on the e-spinner, it's not pertinent for that. So, yeah. So afterwards, I would probably have been better with the rows than the aura, just because of the various ratios. And yeah. I spin more uh, fine yarn, uh, but still I can do a lot with the aura and it's a fantastic wheel. So I don't regret what I did, but it was really an impulse buy. Uh, and I can see I will probably get at some point I'll get the wheel that can go faster. Right. Yeah. But for now, for now it's okay for what I'm doing, but it's really when I got it. So I think within a week, I didn't even know I was going to get a wheel and I received my wheel. So, <laughs> but that's, that's typically how I am though. When I decide something and it was the time it was at the beginning of COVID, it was in April. And I was lucky that the uh, fiber garden, they had it in stock. So otherwise I would have waited months to get it. Yeah, but, yeah, totally. So I think it's all clicked when I was kind of shopping, not sure. And then I was chatting with them at the fiber garden and said, well, we have it stock. And I was like, you have it stock, really? Oh, and then that got me kind of excited. And I don't know, I, two days later it was home because uh, <laughs> it was before the shipping went super slow. Yeah, I was going to say so, <laughs> the garden is quite close to you. 
yeah it is yeah two days typically uh two days it's it's here so That's um yeah so but it was really almost like a revelation to me spinning on the wheel the difference because i've tried spinning before yeah but the fact that i could really control everything mm -hmm. i think that's why like controlling the speed of the wheel the, sp the speed i was traveling the speeds of my hands and i think everything kind of made sense together at that point yeah and also uh, I had uh, a lot of uh, samples, uh, fiber samples that at some point, the kind of thing that you stash and you're like, why am I keeping all that? But um, spinning all those samples that didn't meant anything for me, like well, they were only samples anyway. So I was not afraid of ruin the fiber or, so I spun a lot of samples. So and after, uh, in hindsight, I think that's that's what made me progress so well, so fast too. Because in the same day, I could spin few samples of yarn. So I was spinning it, finishing it, seeing oh, it's too much twist, not enough twist, or and I could spin another sample and correct that right away. As if you spin a whole skein, by the time you finish it and you really see the result, you don't necessarily remember everything that you did before. It's but true. doing that really in this almost there there were some days that I really did like uh, two three samples the same day wow so I could really correct as I was going I was I think I was learning much faster because spinning those uh those samples and I I have them just here um so sorry that's weird so I kept them all in the in the basket of, and I even knit some of them. So I was, this is the actually the like I have the first first sample I spun on on my wheel, and I oh, knit with it, and I was like, okay, like I could have done this different, but still I was pretty impressed once knit that it looks like a decent sample. It looks like something I could knit. So it really got me interested to see. Uh, there were some that were like really, uh, they were not balanced properly. So they are like, uh, <laughs> they're not holding straight, they are biased, but, but I learned doing that. And then I was spinning another one and trying to correct it. So wow, I think that really helped me learn faster. And, and as a lot of the samples were uh, different fibers too. Yeah. So I could see like, Oh, I did the exact same thing, but it's a different fiber and it's not reacting the same way. I was going to ask you about those. Um, it, were you, did you have a whole bunch of fiber in your stash that you could sample and play with? Or was this like bits and pieces from like um, well, home talk? Or was it just like a variety of stuff that you were? It was a variety of stuff because at some point, and again, that was like 2011, I... I ordered some samples. Uh, how are they called? The uh, it was sampler boxes. So oh, you like would get a box of different samples. Yeah. So and I had two boxes of that. So it was little samples of all sorts of things: some comb tops, some roving, some carded things. So uh, there were alpaca. Uh, BFL, different breeds of yarn. So really a var various stuff. So I could try, so I could, some that I really didn't like, some that I ended up like just starting spinning and I'm like, no, I'm not spinning that. I don't like that. <laughs> but at least I, I know now, like I won't order that. I know I don't like to spin that right. fiber. So some were like pure, like just one breed, some were mixes. So it was, it was interesting to try to try all that so um and like you say you learned very very quickly as a result right yes because change what you were doing based on the results that you were getting yes and i love uh, you knit with your stuff right away yeah i tried and i stopped doing that now and i i think it's important because uh, one other example I did, uh, there's someone local to me here that did uh, a fiber club in April. So I got 
samples of uh, CVM, Romney, and uh, Gotten mm -hmm. to play with. So, but what's interesting is when I spun them, my favorite one was the CVM. I really enjoyed spinning CVM. the CVM. Yeah. But then I did the tree samples and the CVM was okay, but I really fell in love with the Gotland. But I didn't really like the sample. So, but when I, when I knit it, it's so, I don't know, I fell in love with the fabric. Yeah. So that really, to me, it was interesting to see the difference between the yarn itself that was okay, but not really something I thought I would have liked. But once it was knit, it was like, wow, I really like that fabric. And the tree fabric, it's, it's very different from the CVM or even the Romney. It's a bit more similar to the Romney, but to see the difference in the different uh, fiber, different breeds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. And then I got, I really got in the rabbit hole of ordering fleeces and, and then it's, an, it's, it's something else. When you see, when you receive the first fleece and it's a bit, really, what did I do? What did I do ordering that? You know, they, they yeah. smell, uh, and the kids were just, what are you doing? Like, it smells bad and it smells cheap. And so, especially when I think they were not raised around, they're really like city kids. So to, uh, to receive that sheep, please, they were like, what are you doing, mom? Yeah, because you're in quite but, an area of Montreal. Yes. yes, I'm in Laval, just north of Montreal, but just felt quite urban. So I was raised more in the country, but they, they are really city kids. <laughs> so, but for me to see the difference between one of the fleeces I got, I, I almost thought it was like I was going to throw that away because it looked so ugly. But then when you clean it, it's like totally different and yeah. spinning it. And I did a bit the same thing of just washing a sample, spinning it and knitting with it. So it was really like amazing. Like I, yeah, I really, really liked that process of going from the fleece to the yarn. Yeah. Um, what I need to, to develop a bit now is getting to the finished object because I'm really interested in the process of spinning, but I didn't really, I will need samples, but <laughs> to say that I've done a project, I've done one project and it was a quick few hours cow with my inspun, but otherwise I haven't knit a project with it. So that's where, uh, because you can spin samples for a while, but after sometimes you need to do something with them. And, you and what's funny is I'm not, I'm, I'm not, a knit, when I knit, I hate knitting samples. Like that's the, the part that I really don't like. So you kind of have but to make with, yourself do it? Yes, when I knit. But when I spin, I really like, because I, it's, it's something that I like in control. So I really like to, okay, try a different thing and knit it and see the difference and then knit samples. But now I need to move to past that and <laughs> to, to a real project. <laughs> I have a lot of plans, but I need to... Um, to, to, to execute them now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was wondering if uh, you could talk a little bit, you've mentioned earlier, like you weren't super happy with some of the yarns, but then, you know, in the knitted fabric, the, yeah. it really transformed. Like, can you talk a little bit about that process for yourself? Like some of those aha moments that you've had that have really helped to move you along as a spinner in terms of your skill? and your creativity and your inspiration and yes i think um i think what stopped like when i was after i spun the yarn uh if i take the gotland for example is it was kind of uneven it didn't look like the commercial yarn that um that i would buy um but it's it's for me, it's really when they were knitted that they, they kind of um, show their value and yeah. the interest of really 
getting something that is unique and how the colors are are playing like not pooling like you would with dyed yarn but still you would get areas that are darker because the 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 sheep was darker or the that section like i have some sample that really i can see stripes in there but it was just the same oh that's beautiful yeah so here you see release yeah release stripes but it's gradations of the fiber yes it is so that really got me thinking about okay how i could plan a project that would really put that um up front like really use that so we were and we were chatting on the stack channel about like maybe a blanket or uh because i ended up ordering uh fleece from that to goblin too as well uh <laughs> from the sample because the sample i have was not enough so um i this is i think that will be my first project really because um yeah, I got I really got interested about how I could make the, the gradation in the yarn and that's what I did in my cowl. And unfortunately I posted a picture on the Slack channel, but it it's so much prettier. It doesn't really show on picture because it looks I don't know, it's that's the color that is strange. Yeah. But but what I did for that one is uh I had two hundred grams of uh clean fleece that I got last year in the yarn festival when I was starting to think about getting back and spinning. Uh, and I, I sorted it by uh, shade. So I did five or six piles of, okay, this one is lighter than, so it was a bit random because uh, sometimes there's so much variation in the yeah. all shades of gray. So I'm, but I made six piles that were more or less different shades. And I split all the piles in two and I spun them like I'm, I, on the two plies, I did them in the same order, but the order was random. I didn't do like a gradient or anything. So I wanted some light, some dark. So I just spun them random, but I, both ply were spun in the same order. So I was trying to say, so the, that they would pretty much ma match when I was, when I did the two ply. And it would minimize barber pulling. Yeah. So that's why in the cow, you see that, there's the an area that's really darker, then it yeah. goes lighter, then it goes darker again and lighter again. Yeah. So that was really interesting to do. So, and this was the only really finished project that I made with my Instagram, but I think seeing how, and even then when I knit the, when I spun the yarn, I found it really, really challenging to spun, to spin the, the Gotland because, uh, the staple is kind of long, but and it's it's slippery. It's really hard to be consistent. Yeah. And my yarn was I was not too happy with my yarn. It was really not consistent. There are parts that are thicker. Part I was I was actually aiming uh, because the the previous sample I done were worse weight, so I was trying to do a bit thinner, so kind of a DK weight yarn. And okay. I ended up with a super bulky. So, <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning, I was a bit disappointed, but then I'm right. like, okay, I have to make it work and uh, find a project that I can do with that, those, because my original thought was to integrate them into the blanket I was planning with the two or two fleeces. I, I bought two uh, uh, small fleeces, a very young um, shapes so they would be a bit uh, uh softer oh yeah totally yeah more but like then when when i saw the super bulky i said i don't want to do a super bulky blanket so i don't want to mix it with the other one so but i'm really really happy with the finished project so yeah. i think that's that's something that um and the idea came with I just had it over. I said, can I do something next to the skin? So I put the skin over my head to just like a necklace. Yeah. And I was working and looking at myself in the, uh, I think I was talking to someone or, and I realized I still had it on my neck, but then it really looked pretty. 
Oh, so good. I, like, I, should, I should do a cowl because it's pretty and it's not too itchy. It's not super soft, but I'm not too sensitive to that. So I yeah. could definitely wear it uh, next to skin, even though probably not everyone would. Right. Uh, yeah, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, okay. so for me, the, the eye opener was, okay, I, I really need, need to knit with, even if I'm not 100% happy with the yarn, um, when you knit it, it kind of blends out and uh, the result is often okay. So if I don't have to be too perfectionist about how my finished yarn looks like. Yeah. And just knit with it. And it's, it's nice to, too, when you think, okay, I started with, I didn't wash the fleece for that one, but that's pretty much the only thing I didn't do. Yeah. So just so I did, so to, to say that I did the whole process is really, really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, do you think that'll be something that you sort of focus on going forward is that you'll work right from the fleece all the way through? I think so, but probably not only, I'll put, I'll probably do a bit of both, but I'm really thinking about this stashing a lot of my commercial yarn though. Yeah. Because I find, and I know you were talking about what you did cleaning your stash recently, and that's something I would really like to do. Um, but I would like to find, and I, because I've done that last maybe a year and a half ago that I put aside a lot of yarn that I would like to give. But I find that hard to find a place to really give them to. I, I would like to find somewhere that they will appreciate the yarn because I have some very pretty yarn. I selling it is too complicated, and anyway, you have to, yeah, it's too much work. I think for the money that I will be able to uh, get back. So I would be happy. Just at, the, at this point, a lot of it is yarn that I've had for a while, so I'm not too attached to it. But I would like to give it to someone that will be happy with it and be happy in it. You and I, I have to... found worked really well was posting it on Instagram and saying you pay shipping, but you can have it. And then oh, the that's people, a good idea. Yeah. Cause then the people who messaged me were people that really wanted it and um, really wanted to work with it. That's a good idea. That's a good idea because I've tried uh, like the, um, uh, how do you call that in English? Um, like centers, uh, I don't have the words, but places around me that like you have the people that are either knitting or weaving or yeah, but it's funny what they're looking for is not I would I thought that they would be happy with it, but they're looking for acrylic. Yes, that, that's yeah. what they want. So yeah. they want I don't have a lot of that machine washable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um yeah but uh, that's a good idea that's probably what i'll end up doing i'll need to do uh because at, at this point there is there is some some yarn that for sure i will keep because i have projects in mind for them that i'm still interested in but yeah other than that like now i really want to uh knit with my yarn and to yarn that i will process uh i'm spinning for um the ship cow like I yeah. was really, uh, yours really inspired me when I, I I've oh. knit it before, but when I saw yours, I was really like inspired to, to make one and I'm planning really uh, a colorful one this time. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so I got done from, uh, that's what I'm spinning now. And it's really like, Oh, that's fun. That's Katrina. And, yeah, it is. And, but I'm actually not sure that the three braids I got will work because one of them was, had a lot of white in it, uh, but then I'm not sure if the color will work because it, I was surprised how the finished one, the finished yarn doesn't have that, that much white, but it's pastel colors. Oh, let's see, that's so, beautiful. Is that what yeah, it is? Colorways as well? Yes, this one is... Um, it's one of her new colors, isn't it? Yes, yes, the three braids I got are new colors. So this one is Summer's Delight. Yeah. This one is, I have the label here. Uh, Splashes of Joy. 
Flashes oh, yeah. Of joy. Flashes of joy. Yeah, of course. And I have the only one that is more blue. It's pretty much only blues. So I think it'll work. They'll work. It'll work. I mean, you, you've so, done it before. Shifty is such a, that Shifty cowl is. Yeah, it's really fun to knit. And, and I think since I'm going to have more, I think I'm going to do the shawl, but oh, with sports yeah. weight. Yeah. Because our, our shawl pattern is written for worsted weight, but I really got, and, and that's one thing I'm really, really proud of is I got the sport weight I wanted. Like really, it really looks like spin cycle a bit, like the, the, the weight and all that. So I'm, yeah. I'm mimicking that with my other um, braid right now. That's fantastic. So I'm, I'm spinning the second color. But what I, and, and I think I'm more a process spinner than a project because yeah. what I really, it was interesting for both, but it shows even more for this one. The staple length is about the size of the color changes. Yeah. So what's interesting is then when you spin, like I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the middle of the green and the next color starts to show up already. Yes. So that's really, I really find that fascinating. And that's making me think that I would like to sample two, two braids, but of one of long staple length and one of short yeah. and see how they would spin differently. Because yeah. if, this, if the uh, staple length was shorter, you, would, you wouldn't have as much color mixing in the no. colors. But this one is forward, so it really mixes the color together because yeah. staple length is about what almost four to six inches I think I would say I didn't measure it but it seems yeah, pretty her, long her pull worth is very long yeah it's just so but I find that really really interesting how the staple length is playing with the color and I think that's when this is something I want to experiment with in yeah. the future like I'm building a list of things I want to try so not not now but at some point I would like to compare like yeah. the same braid but one with really long staple length and one short staple length and how differently they would spin, mm -hmm. how it would affect the color management. I think that's a so, great idea because you would really learn a lot about so how these different wool fibers spin with, with um, the, same, the same colorway and then how they could knit up differently because it's not just the yarn. So yes, the, yeah, the that's fabric. true. I'm sure the look would be uh, very different too. So yeah. the look and feel. Yeah, and of course they take the dye differently. Like Wensleydale, BFL, they take the dye very differently from like Merino, Polworth, Targi, you know, these yeah. short finer fibers, finer wools that are, um, have that, they, they don't have that same brightness. No. Yeah, that's cool. So that's what it's so interesting I find is, I find you can do much more experimenting, like, because you control pretty much everything. You control the way you manage the colors, the way the fiber that you're using, the twist that you're putting in there. Yeah. Um, so really, even when, well, and we see it with the braid and color study, like how two people are getting the same, same product, but doing so many different things with it. Yeah, yeah. And they're all, it, like, it's all usable. Yes. See, that's yes. the part so that I, I find so fascinating. Yeah, it's my first, it's the first time I'm doing the breed and color study, but I, for now, I'm a bit intimidated. Like, I'm looking at my, at my <laughs> uh, bat, and I'm looking at what people are doing. Yeah. And I don't have much experience spinning with bats, especially big ones like that. Yeah. So it's kind of, I'm afraid of ruining it. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm going to, wait and see a bit more what people are doing before uh, getting started with mine but i really yeah. like like we we start seeing more um uh, someone posted hers today on the slack it's beautiful tomorrow's, tomorrow's it's yeah gorgeous. yeah yeah so i really like to see like every time i see one i say oh that's a good idea do i want to try this so but yeah. that's what i find fascinating with spinning now we can each start with the same exact same product and end up with so many different type of yarns. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I, I think that's where Breed and Color Studies really um, has developed the community a lot. Like um, when we first started, um, people would just spin yarn. 
but now more often than not, people go all the way through to the end and make something with their yarns and showcase that. And I think that's where people have learned the most, especially those coming in who are newer spinners. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that fear of wrecking things and ruining things is, is very real. So being able to see people go all the way through to the end, I think gives, it helps with build your confidence, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 What are, and what uh, I let you know. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just thinking about that and the, the community. And for me, that really made a big difference too, because I don't know any spinner. I don't have any spinner around me. Right. Uh, well, actually, I met one recently that the first like face-to-face spinner that I know. Wow. But it's good to be able to share with other people. Like I have a lot of knitting friends. So yeah. we do have our knitting circles and we knit together. Well, usually every Thursday night we knit. We've done it virtually since COVID. So it's it's really nice. Do but none of them is spinning. Right. Um, I'm trying to convince my one of my friends is really tempted, but she doesn't have a space for a wheel, so she's kind of on the fence right now. But I think she'll get started eventually. Yeah. Um, but it's really nice to, and I think on the Slack we have a very nice community where you really can share yeah. with friends and get get their their opinion, their comments on your spinning, and really, it's really nice to be able to exchange because. It's one thing to do your stuff on your own in your house, but to really get people that understand what it is, because I can show it to my husband, but he will, he will be like, oh, yeah, nice store. Yeah. He doesn't really care <laughs> about that. And that's okay. Um, but like, not, none of my kids are crafty either. That's something that, that kind of shocked me because I was, you know, when you have kids, I was hoping, I was kind of uh, looking forward to craft with them, but none of them is crafty none of them really, really? <laughs> likes, yeah my little one is i could see he's really interested by the spinning wheel it's the the first one that my two elders they have no interest at all they're looking at me like and i was like do you want to try like i tried indigo dying this weekend and i was trying to get my daughter and say it's really fun like you should come and see she didn't want to she's 15 and she's a bit more crafty like she will draw draw she's drawing a lot but I was like, come and see, it's fun. And she didn't want like no interest at all in the fiber or fiber arts. So it's okay, but it, I yeah. find that, uh, so different. you know, what, what do you want to do? They're interested in what they're interested. So, yeah. but um, my little one is, is seven and is the only one who's really interested in what I'm knitting. Like it would be, it would, it will ask me like, what are you knitting mom? And who is, who is it for? So he's the only one who's really, really care about what I'm knitting and as I was spinning braids of course this one is very attracting for a kid like it has all the rainbow colors yeah but it was really like okay what are you doing like how is it working so I was really excited I was trying not to show how excited I was because I don't want didn't want to scare him but yeah yeah. (laughs) he was really interested in like the fact that I was making yarn and I was going to knit with it after. So uh, it was really interested in the process. So maybe, maybe he will get a bit crafty in the future or he will be interested in spinning or trying something, but. Um, or at least exploring yeah. something. Yeah. So I think it was more the color that we're attracting him, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little steps, little things. Yeah. Yes. I was going to ask you, what did you, do you still have your device? Have you pulled it out and like, do you use it for applying or anything? Uh, I've used it recently. Like, yeah, I think that's what I was, uh, I brought it during my vacation because uh, that's one thing about the Aura too, is I'm afraid to take it with oh. me, like to travel with it. I don't, it, it could travel. It's more that I'm afraid of dinging it or I don't know what. So when I went on vacation, I just brought the device. Yeah. And I, I rediscovered it. So I really enjoyed spinning with it during my vacation because I think now that I was really understanding the principles of spinning, I could really like play with the speed and the tension and get, get the yarn I wanted. Yeah. So, and I really, really liked it to, I'm using it to ply what I'm spinning on a spindle. Oh, good. And I'm using it also to, as a bobbin winder, when I'm, I've, uh, I've got some tapestry bobbins that, uh, so I'm, um, 
I'm winding the, the singles from my spindles to tapestry bobbins using, this, using the device. Oh, and then I'm applying them with the device. Because oh. the, the tapestry bobbin, they kind of, I'm able to just fit them at the top, at the end of the shaft. Mm -hmm. And they, they stick there. So I don't put the flyer or anything. And I'm able to use it as, as a bobbin winder. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that I'm thinking maybe uh, as if I want something that goes faster than my wheel, the device goes really, really fast. So maybe that could, that could, uh, because right now I don't see how I'm, I'm really like multi-crafting, like I'm sewing, I'm weaving, I'm doing everything. So having two wheels right now, even though I see everyone getting there at some point, uh, I'm running out of space. Maybe when the kids will be uh, out of the house, I'll be able to claim one of their room. But before then, I don't have space for another wheel at the moment. Right. Uh, but I could use a device for that. So I, I came to really... Um, appreciate it more and I also got it at the end and the don't know if you the end of the this product didn't go that well no um, yeah so uh, it got me kind of sour taste at the end I, I was lucky I didn't have any problems like I ordered mine I got it in a reasonable delay but I had few issues that took really really long time to fix uh, I got it it was damaged in shipping and I ended up never being able to get it fixed because of what happened after but it's not it's cosmetic damage it's not it's functioning well it's just oh. uh, some of the paint on one of the part that is damaged and I just put a sticker on it and I forgot about it now but at the beginning it was really bugging me you know when you pay so much money for something and you get it damaged and you can't get it fixed it's a bit yeah annoying yeah it just makes you feel feel like it's not really what you paid for Yes, so I think I, it, it kind of got in the way of me liking it at the beginning. So, yeah. but what I really like is it uses uh, measure craft flyers and bobbins. Yes. So I can, all my bobbins can fit on both my wheel and my spinner. Is um, that part of the reason why you went with a measure craft wheel? Yes. Is because yes. it was all interchangeable? Yes, because I had a lot of bobbins that I, I ended up getting like uh, AcreWorks bobbin for my uh, device can like I have a few of them and and they get expensive they so do, being able they to use more. yeah I, I'm lucky I got them before the U.S. exchange rate was so bad but uh, because yeah. now I would I would need some more and I, I don't know what I'll get but I would like I got the lace kit with my aura yeah uh, and I'd like to get some of those the the baby bobbins that don't right. have the fat core but that you can still yeah yeah, yeah, no, not those ones, but the one with the nor uh, regular core. So you can oh, spin, uh, because yeah. I'm spinning more fingering weight, so I don't yeah. really need the fat core. I could, I would be able to put more, uh, more yarn on those bobbins. That makes sense. So uh, I just need to figure out. I might just end up buying uh, Magic Craft because I can get them from the fiber, uh, fiber garden. Makes sense. Um, but I really like to be able to use all my bobbins, all my flyers on my different wheels yeah um, because at some point I did consider the um, the Landrum and yeah. even now like I was thinking if I want to travel a lot like we're getting a cottage if I want to bring my wheel back and forth maybe I would like to have a one that is foldable that I don't feel I have to be so precious with yeah but then I would need to buy all the all the accessories again so I'm yeah. like so I'd rather carry my device around. It's in a case. It's easy to carry it, especially now that I found, uh, I made peace with it, and I, I'm happy spinning on it now. So yeah. for now, uh, that's what I will do. And the spindles, too. Like, now that I've rediscovered the spindles during my vacation, I started spinning on uh, supported spindles. So oh, wonderful. I still don't see how I could, like, spin a sweater quantity on the spindles but I know people aren't doing it it's just for me I see it more as spinning smaller quantities but uh I know it's it's not a real barrier yeah so I think I think it's just good also to focus on like if I'm traveling a lot if I'm going to the cottage well I just bring spindles and I'm I'm going to discover them too like I don't need to always have my wheel with me or always have like having some different tools that are more portable um, uh, than 
it's okay too. Like I was happy to come back to my wheel after my vacation, but I did other stuff during my vacation and it's okay too. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's wheels like the, uh, the little gem by Magicraft that's foldable that travels really well. So like there's lots of options out there. Yeah. Over but time. The, the ratios are similar though. That's the thing with the little gem. I was looking at the ratios and they don't get much higher than my Hilra. So that's what I like when I was looking at the rows after I realized that's the only one that goes really fast in the Magicraft. It goes 30 something, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm still okay. Like the with the lace kit, the aura goes up to uh, 120, I think. Yeah. 20 or 22. It's still like fast enough for me anyway at this point. I haven't like I'm not even at the fastest ratio right now. So you've got so much room to grow. Yeah, and and I found that since since I had the wheel that's designed for art yarn at some point I said I'm gonna try and spin some yeah. even though that's not the type of thing that I'm using um I really really enjoyed that it was really fun to do and probably because I had no expectation like yeah. I was not I was just spinning it was a bat that I bought a fiber festival and it was you know one of those that you buy because they're pretty but they're all they have all sorts of fiber in them and and oh, even like starry silk and uh, other type of silk. And anyway, that was it was really pretty, but I was like, what am I ever going to do with that? Uh, and then it ended up really, really nice. And what I did is I, I wove with it on my uh, rigid head loom. And, oh, I, yeah. just, uh, and I, I just saw kind of a case for uh, like notions and, and stuff with it. So it's, it's really, really pretty. I like, I wouldn't have, worn the fiber like yeah it wouldn't make make a garment with the yarn that or even a scarf because it was really like all sorts of colors and thick and thin and but for yeah. a little case a little kind of bag it was yeah. really nice and it was a lot of fun so uh i think that's that's what's important like i use crafting uh really to get the stress out to relax and it's something that I really need to, uh, especially when I'm stressed or in times like now that everything's a bit, you don't know what's going to happen and all that. So I can just relax and be in my bubble and I'll do all sorts of things. So that's the kind of projects that I needed right now. I think it's, I, I found it hard to focus on big long-term projects, but right. small things like fun stuff. Yeah. Um, it kind of fits in with the, the, the sampling that you were doing. You know, yes, yes, I did. Um, you learned and picked it up because of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Very cool. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, Lauraline. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Like it was, uh, like I said, like I don't have anyone to, to really talk to, talk yeah. about spinning with. So it was yeah. really nice to share that. And because sometimes I was thinking a lot about that too, like how, uh, my learning process and how it went well and but when when you talk about it it's it goes like a level deeper like to really get yeah. that uh, that thinking through um yeah and yeah yeah i really i'm i find i'm really enthusiastic about all the different things like i could try now like i'm looking at my braid i'm thinking about the colors thing we could i could try and so I think that's what's keeping me going, like how yeah. you can just do everything that, that you want. Everything's possible. You have control on all the parameters. Um, yeah, yeah. Sort of that, seeing, seeing it very much as, a, as an opportunity. Yeah, and I think in a, in a time where we don't have control over much stuff, so I feel like at least there here, I have control. I can control what I do because yeah. I'm, I'm someone that really needs to know what's coming. So I find that really hard right now, like not be able to, and I saw it with the kids starting school, like they were asking me a lot of questions, like, how is it going to work, this thing, how, is it, how are we going to do this and that, and mm. I don't know, I don't know, but I found that really hard, uh, not being able to know how things were going to be, and 
will we be able to celebrate Christmas? Well, I don't know. <laughs> all, yeah, all, that, all those things that we, we don't know how, how fall is going to be. Like, when will be, we be able to go back and see my parents? And so I think I needed the control I can have here when I'm in my craft room, when I'm spinning. It kind of helped me go through that period where we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, the chaos, the uncertainty, the anxiety. Yeah, when you say control what you can control, well, when I'm spinning, I can control all the steps. So I found that really like it was calming me down. You can control the diameter, the twist, all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Metaphor for life. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful, Laureline. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Are you, are you on Instagram and social media? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm well, both on Instagram and Ravelry. I'm uh, low tricot. It's in French. It's like uh, low knits. Tricot okay. is knits in, in French. So L-A-U-T-R-I-C-O-T-E. Uh, I think it's in my uh, Slack profile. I think I wrote it down somewhere. Okay. Um, I'll link to it for everybody so that they can just click. Yeah, so I'm more, I'm using Instagram a lot, although I'm trying to cut a little bit on uh, the time I spend there, because often, like, I realize, like, it's been an hour, and that's the only thing I've done, so I can, so I'm trying to limit, but I really like it as a way, I'm using it only to share, like, my, my spin, my knits, and it's really my, my channel for uh, what I, sharing what I do. Yeah. Uh, And I started it, actually, when I started knitting more and when I needed to share what I was knitting and I had not that many knitting friends at the time. So I needed the community to be able to, to share what I was knitting. Absolutely. So now I'm sharing a bit of everything that I'm doing, but uh, I find, I find that is important to be able to share what you do with people that appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And are interested in that conversation. Yes. Absolutely. Very cool. And you're a very active member of the Slack channel, so people can connect with you on there. Yes. You're just at Loreline, which is great. Great. Yes. yes. Easy to find you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's only me. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. Well, thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, Loreline. All right.